And the Oscar goes to... Don't tell me that this is about an abdi- a condemnation of anti-Semitic remarks when you have a member of the Republican caucus who, have, who has talked about Jewish space lasers and, and an entire amount of tropes and also elevated her to some of the highest committee assignments in this body. This is about targeting women of color in the, in the United States of America. Don't tell me because I didn't get a single apology when my life was threatened. Thank you. Meanwhile... It is February 3rd, 2023. Welcome to The Daily Rob. You can find Rob all across the internet. Check the all my links. It has all of his socials, including his newest article that's been a big hit across the internet. Without further ado, the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Rob Smith. (laughs) Stu, I'm crying because on a taxi film, sign shadow today. Wah, wah. And I'm so emotional, Stu. I think I'm menstruating or something. And I um, I don't know whether I can get out of bed. Stu, today we're going to start off talking about uh, national leaders who cry. I'm sorry. You want to be a leader. You don't fucking cry. Yesterday, who do we talk about, Stu? We talked about um, somebody where it was okay for them to get a little moisture in their eye. I think it was Elon Musk. It was actually Novak. Novak. Oh, uh, yes, it was Novak. And there's a rule. There's a rule among men that if it's your country and they're playing the Star Spangled Banner, you can get a little moist in your eye, but you don't wail and you don't make any sounds, Okay. Um, and then, you know, you're talking about your children or something like that. Uh, kind of the same thing. Those are the rules. Men don't cry. National leaders don't cry. We want strong people who who have a stable mind where they're not discombobulated and they can think clearly and logically as they make decisions for the rest of us. I saw Representative Rashid Talib today on the media she was crying because Elon Omar has been kicked off of the Foreign Affairs Committee. ...is on adoption of the resolution. Those in favor say aye. Aye! Those in favor say no. No! It's the opinion of... It's the opinion of the chair that the ayes have it and the resolution is agreed to. And without objection, the motion to reconsider is laid on the table. Of course, Tlaib confuses why. She says, isn't this uh, a censorship of free speech? Y'all talk about censorship and free speech all the time. No, she's a national security risk because she hates fucking America. And she hates Israel. And she hates Jews. And she loves terrorists. That's why she's kicked off. Censor. Congresswoman Omar, in the same week, they introduced a bill to ban federal employees from engaging in censorship. Where are the free speech warriors today? The hypocrisy is obvious to the American people. You are showing who you all are, really. The gentlewoman's time has expired. Will not be silenced. The gentlewoman's time has expired. Omar, I am so sorry. Has expired. That our country is failing you today through this chamber. You the, belong the gentleman in that is no longer recognized, and the, the gentleman from Mississippi is recognized. 
Stu, didn't we have some more folks today who cried on the Democratic side? Yes. Oh, I know. Ron Klain, right? Ron Klain's one of them. And then just one more thing about Elhan Omar. Hakeem Jeffries himself admitted that she has fallen to the trap of using anti-Semitic tropes and she has made mistakes. You know, that's the language and terminology they use when describing their own. But she, but then Hakeem follows it up by saying that it's revenge that they're kicking her off. Now, Representative Omar certainly has made mistakes. She has used anti-Semitic tropes that were clearly and unequivocally condemned by House Democrats. But to get, get back to Ron Klain, he did cry because he said it was the best job that he ever had uh, working for Joe Biden. I will try to keep this brief, but I cannot promise there will not be some tears. This is the best job I've ever had. <laughs> And even though it's also the hardest job I've ever had, I will miss this job, our work, this mission, and most of all, this team every single day. And then he cried about, you know, Joe Biden is such an example of a good father. I learned everything I know about how to be a good father from Joe Biden. He is the best father I know and the best role model I know. And along the way, he's taught me a thing or two about politics and policy as well. <laughs> And so yeah, good fathers take showers with their daughter. I don't know if y'all knew that or not, but that's what Ashley Biden's diary says. What a good guy. And so I guess technically, I guess Ron Klain did cry talking about his country, serving the president, I guess. No, and no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. I explained it when you they're playing the Star Spangled Banner. Your mind has a visualization of Fort McHenry being bombed by the by the limeys and um, all the powder and sparks and fireworks going off. And once the smoke clears, you're thinking, oh, my God, the fort fell. But there you see the stars and stripes waving in the Chesapeake Bay breeze. And you go, God damn, I'm glad to be an American and I don't mind fighting these Brits for my freedom. And then you are allowed to get a little moist in your eyes. That's it. But Joe Biden apparently also had some tears throughout Ron Klain's speech. Oh, God. Mm. And then Ron Klain did say, I look forward to being on your side when you run for president in 2024. Mm. So he, I guess he spilled the beans. Yeah, not only do we have a demented president, but we have a crybaby as well. We have a president who wears masks, which tells the world, ooh, I'm afraid. And then we have a president who cries and takes showers with his daughter. <laughs> Aren't we lucky to be Americans? Okay, Stu, uh, Chip Roy, congressman today, he he was talking uh, in the House and um he, he, the the subject was uh, socialism, and um, you know he says it's a threat, and he was um, narrating about that. He um, asked Maxine Waters if she was a socialist, and he played this clip, 
And Stu, maybe we can play this real quickly. But uh, Ranking Member Waters, in a 2008 hearing, you said, quote, and guess what this liberal will be all about? This liberal will be all about socializing, would be about basically taking over the government and the government running all of your companies, end quote. Simple question, do you stand by that statement? Simple answer. I am here today in this rules committee because we're taking up time uh, with basically a non-issue. First of all, you claim that socialism has engulfed this country, that it keeps creeping, it's going to take over private uh, businesses, et cetera, et cetera. That is not happening. We're in a democracy that we're trying very much to save and to not have disrupted, undermined so in the, the way that... So then reclaiming my the time, the, the gentlelady denounces your previous statement then and do not accept that previous statement that I, you think you would take over these I'm not a socialist. Businesses? I'm a capitalist. And I commit to you that I am here to save Social Security, to okay. save Medicare, to save seniors and veterans. And for some of you who have adopted certain kind of ways that you support what you now claim is socialism. I'm here to say to you, come on. So, so, the, so this liberal will be all about socializing, will be all about basically taking over and the government running all of your companies. You, 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 you disagree with that? You, you now denounce that statement. I am not a socialist. Okay. All right. So I, I appreciate um, the response. I, I, I think that to the, to the extent that one has a concern as a member of this body or as an American watching this, one has concerns when we hear statements like this, and that's not the only one. Um, and statements by some of our colleagues on the other side of the aisle extolling the virtues of socialism. As I just pointed out, um, a, a, a nicer way of confiscating businesses, a nicer way of confiscating the assets and the means of production. All right, Stu, uh, this is an example of how socialism doesn't work. And by the way, T Tucker Carlson said the other night, in partial jest, but it's got a foundation of truth to it. Instead of invading Ukraine, sending our military there, why don't we invade Canada? Canada under Justin Trudeau has become effectively a dictatorship. And we don't like dictatorships, we're America. We liberate dictatorships. That's what we do. So we ask the obvious question, why don't we just liberate Canada? Trudeau is a tyrant. And they are exercising more and more of a socialist policy over there. So a Canadian dairy farmer went public with the fact that Canada has quotas and they control how much milk a dairy farmer can produce. And then they control international markets. The price of milk is sky high in Canada at seven bucks. And uh, this guy had to dump 30,000 liters of milk because he overproduced his quota. So it just goes to waste. Hey guys, we're here at Given Ghost Farm in uh, Southern Ontario. We milk about 260 cows. Uh, right now during the winter months, you milk quite a bit more milk because the feed is very consistent. And if you do a good job, you will produce quite a bit of milk. So but right now we're over our quota 
Um, it's regulated by the government and by the DFO. But the problem is, is what they don't understand is millions of people look at this milk running away because it's the end of the month. I have to dump, I dump 30,000 liters of milk and it breaks my heart. I will show you. By the way, this year, Canadian milk is $7 a liter. When I go for my haircut, people say, wow, $7, Jerry, for a little bit of milk. I say, well, you have to go higher up because we have no say anymore as a dairy farmer on our own farm because they, uh, they, they make us dump it. And no matter how we stand up, so this time I'm going public. I want the people to see the pain that us growers have. Now that milk could go somewhere else in a free market like the United States and bring our milk costs down. But no, Canada has this trade policy where they won't allow that to happen. That's what's wrong with government control over the economy. And that effectively is socialism, free markets and capitalism, lower prices and make everybody happy. That's a perfect example. Now, let's talk about a little bit of corruption. We all hear about you know, how we should give all this money and tanks and everything to Ukraine and people, these vacuous housewives fly these flags in front of their house that are Ukrainian flags. You know, I'm rooting for them and that um, I don't want to see them taken over. But then again, I'm a realist. The Ukrainian secret police or secret, secret service, they raided the home of this guy, Ihor Kolomoisky. You might say, who the hell is that? Well, he's an oligarch, okay? And guess what? This oligarch has ties to Burisma and Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden reported to him. But guess who else he has ties to? Zelensky. The uh, Pandora Papers reported, um, as you remember, a few years ago, Zelensky uh, was the recipient of $41 million in offshore accounts. Um, and guess where that money came from? Ihor Kolomoisky. And they say, and you really are a screwed up country, a corrupt country when you can't figure out who owns something. Uh, but they say that uh, Molonoisky was really the owner of Burisma. Okay. Now, he was also owned a bank called Private Bank, which I guess is Ukrainian for private bank. Well, in 2015, the IMF gave Ukraine $17.5 billion, a lot of money. Uh, 5.6 of it, well, probably more than that, was deposited in Kolomoisky's bank, Private Bank. Well, 5.6 of it disappeared, okay? <laughs> and we're giving money to these folks. Kolomoisky backed Zelensky in 2019 to be president, okay? You see how this works over there? Kolomoisky has used money to buy companies across the heartland of the United States, okay? He's used money he's stolen from the United States to because we're the ones who provide the funding for the IMF, okay? 
Then the Ukrainian government had to make up 4.6 of the 5.6 he stole from a private bank to bail it out. Well, where do you think that money came from? They don't have that kind of money. It comes from us. To give you an idea of what this Kolomorsky guy's life, he's like a Bond villain in that uh, he once took over a steel company uh, by arming a bunch of folks with baseball bats, iron bars, uh, pistols, and they just took it over. They stole it. Um, once uh, he lined the lobby of an oil company he wanted to push out, uh, push folks out of with um, rows of coffins. And then he has a actual shark tank. <laughs> he keeps sharks. And he fills the shark tanks with blood and chum to intimidate his rivals. That's who we're dealing with. We have an episode from March 14th, you know, 2022, you know, soon after the invasion, where we go into even deeper detail about uh, Kolomoisky and even show like some primary source materials of protest against him and Zelensky in Ukraine years before there was even uh, an invasion into Ukraine. So we've been hip to this since the jump, just to give people yeah, Y'all, y'all an can idea. look at that on our site. Just go back to, what was it, March 14th? Yep, the yeah, episode's we're... called Zelensky's Wealth. We're ahead of everybody. That's what I got, Stu. Sounds good. I just have one story left. So Bernie Sanders is under fire because, and this is a quote, walking advertisement for why the left is full of crap. Socialist Bernie Sanders is labeled a hypocrite for charging $95 per ticket to attend event promoting his new book, It's Okay to Be Angry About Capitalism. Now, Uncle Rob, you always have this saying, it's one of your Rob-isms, you know, they've never done a day's work in their life. And so the cover of Bernie's new book is a black and white photo of him, and he's kind of like tugging his sleeve up. And I guess the implication is, is that he's supposed to be rolling his sleeves up to get to work against fighting capitalism. Get his and hands dirty. Yes. It's it's literally like he doesn't know how to roll his sleeves up. I mean, it's... it's he lived <laughs> in his mother's basement until he was like 50 years old. These people have never done anything. I was thinking today, but I drive a 20-year-old car, and it's a great car. It looks like a brand new car, okay? Well, I know how to do things because I've been out in the world and I know how to buy stuff. Okay. I, um, I know how to get things fixed. Um, but these people have never done anything like that. They've done nothing like that. They've just gotten a government paycheck their whole life and they have had no practical experience doing anything. Yeah. It's, it's pretty interesting. And he's being, he's under fire on the left and the right for this. And, you know, this is a fella who has used his own, you know, he used to say the millionaires, the millionaires, the millionaires, you know, until he became a millionaire and that M became a B real quick. So well, he got bought out of the 2020, um, well, I guess it was the 2016 primary. And 20. It happened twice yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the thing was they he and Joe Biden sat down and had a heart to heart in the meeting of the minds on the direction of America, and that's when. Hey, um, I can get you some Barisma money if you will like drop out of the race and just buy a nice house on Lake Champlain. And I'm really curious to see his book sales. So the book comes out February 21st, and I'm hoping it's as much of a 
hit as Dr. Jill's book that had 200 copies sold. So I'm, I'm really curious to see how this plays out. Well, the thing they'll do, they'll do the Jim Wright thing. Well, they'll get a, uh, a labor union to buy like a million bucks and then they'll just burn them. Well, I think what they're doing is they're having these events. And then if your ticket is like a $70 ticket, you get a free book too. The book probably wow. costs, you know, $10, if even that to make probably way less, probably like closer to five, but I'm sure that will also inflate every ticket sale. They'll probably say is also a book sale. So I'm, they're already padding their numbers, but I, I really want to see it just tank. Yeah, Whenever they produce, you know, what these books have sold on the New York times and things like that, it's always inflated. You can look at just people you've never even heard of and they've sold like a thousand times the amount of books on Amazon being a self-publisher. And the interesting thing to do is kind of go to the Amazon bestsellers in various categories, and you actually get a very kind of, it's almost gives you hope about the future of America in some ways. You know, you go to certain categories and you see just the classics or, you know, someone who really is a good person is the number one book. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool when that happens. I would agree. Stu, uh, one last thing we forgot about AOC crying today as well. It was just a waterworks over on uh, Capitol Hill today. That's all I had for you today. Peace out, Sniff. Later. Yeah, buddy! Hey, wait! Yep! Yeah. Yep! Yeah.